All right, welcome to Next Horizon Podcast, where we were talking this week about Napster music and how generative AI works, pulling back the curtain. So welcome to our early iterations of this podcast and newsletter. I am excited to have you here. Hope you'll enjoy diving more into AI and the latest technology as it comes out, especially as we add to our product thinking, which is uh, one of the other podcasts and newsletters that I have been doing, which of course you can check out in the show notes. So it's been a wild week in AI, and let's catch up on a few things, starting with AI and music, how generative AI works, and the latest releases from this week. And of course, you can subscribe to the newsletter as well by going to news.nexthorizon.co or check out the link in the show notes if you haven't done that already. Let's jump into it. The latest happenings. Uh, the music industry is facing another Napster moment, and it is going to be AI-driven. Quoting from an article on NPR, music fans responded with disbelief to the release on streaming and social media platforms of the viral song, Heart on My Sleeve. So this was from Friday. Heart on My Sleeve was written by a ghostwriter who then used AI to make it sound like a collaboration by Drake and The Weeknd. Millions of views and listens across platforms stacked up until Universal Music Group shut it down. Much like Napster in the early 2000s, this has the potential to seriously disrupt music. For those of us who were downloading music at that time, there was no other way to get digital music except through illegal file sharing online. Hence the rise of Napster and other file sharing services like it. So that's what we did. And the music industry fought it until they were forced to embrace it. So what will be the future of AI-generated music? It's really impossible to, to tell at this point, but obviously there is no putting this genie back in the bottle. While some artists are opposed to the idea, which there's a great case to be made against AI-generated music, there's no doubt about that, others are embracing the idea. Uh, Quoting from another article, Grimes has welcomed musicians to create new songs with her voice using artificial intelligence, saying she would split 50% of royalties on any successful AI-generated track that included her voice. So an interesting take from another artist on the potential use of AI and their voice and their brand that they have created. We'll see much more in this space like all others in the near future. So definitely stay tuned. And until then, uh, I have put in this week's newsletter uh, another TikTok of Ariana Grande covering Taylor Swift. So you'll definitely want to check that one out uh, along with a number of other uh, TikToks uh, in a similar vein. So you can check out those links in the show notes as well. So let's do a deep dive here and you'll want to do some of these each week where we cover some of the the trending topics, also dive into some of the application of these. This week, a little bit more high-level, high-level deep dive, if you will. We've been hearing nonstop about ChatGPT and generative AI lately, but at its core, what is it and how can we understand it better? So in a great article in the New Yorker, Cal Newport, 
who is a Georgetown computer science professor, who is also the author of one of my favorite books, Deep Work, uh, which you should definitely read if you haven't read that already. He describes the workings of ChatGPT and generative AI in relatively simple terms, and the whole article is definitely worth a read, but we'll pull out a few ideas here and explore them. First, ChatGPT and generative AI models are compiling vast amounts of information and then using that to generate the next word based on query parameters. So in a simple form, we can imagine a chat program searching through all its sources and then choosing the most likely word to follow whatever word or phrase it has generated. Quoting from this article, in designing our hypothetical chat program, we will use the same general approach of producing our response one word at a time by searching in all our source text for a group of words that match the end of the sentence we're currently writing. So we can make these models even better by giving them lots of data to search against and then also allowing them to generate their own rules on how to put that together rather than dictating every rule for them on how to generate the text. From there, the size and complexity of the neural network networks and calculations can get massive, but the foundation of the data generation stays the same. It relies on vast amount, a vast amount of language processing to combine and recombine text in a way that makes sense. For many applications, the results can be really, really good and almost uncanny, but for others, they can be obviously wrong. Quoting again from the article, when interacting with these systems, it doesn't take long to stumble into a conversation that gives you goosebumps. Maybe you're caught off guard by a moment of uncanny humanity or left awestruck by the sophistication of a response. Now that we understand how these feats are actually performed, however, we can temper these perceptions. A system like ChatGPT doesn't create, it imitates. When you send it a request to write a biblical verse about removing a sandwich from a VCR, it doesn't form an original idea about this conundrum. It instead copies, manipulates, and pastes together text that already exists, originally written by human intelligences, to produce something that sounds like a real person would talk about these topics. This is why if you read the biblical VCR case study carefully, you soon realize that the advice given, though impressive in style, doesn't actually solve the original problem very well. I also encountered something similar to this recently. I, I was asking ChatGPD to summarize an example from a book, and it left out a very, very important detail, uh, the really the crux of the example that I was trying to give. So I asked it to try again. Then when I asked it for a date for the example, it actually recanted the whole conversation and said the example didn't exist and it was mistaken. Of course, I knew the example was real because I read the book, but it seemed to doubt itself because I was pushing for additional information it didn't know. And I, I put that example as well as uh, the actual text and prompts in a TikTok, which I link in this week's newsletter. And again, you can check that out at news.nexthorizon.co and uh, see, you know, kind of where, where we went. But it was fascinating to both see uh, some of the difficulty that it was having uh, with these prompts and with this example, and really going back on what it had originally uh, provided, basically doubting itself because I appeared to be doubting it as well. Uh, you know, the AI is simply remixing and recombining existing writing that's relevant to the prompts that we give it. So 
what does this mean for our work? According to this article again, ChatGPT won't replace doctors, but it might make their jobs easier by automatically generating patient notes from electronic medical record entries. ChatGPT can't write publishable articles from scratch, but it might provide journalists with summaries of relevant information collected into a useful format. And I have many examples where I believe this will play out as well. There still needs to be human interaction and verification. You know, we're still in the early stages, but we'll continue to explore how this will affect all of us. And this is probably your experience. I know it has been mine where I have been using it pretty extensively in a lot of the work that I'm doing uh, across a number of the different roles that I have uh, to generate a lot of things. And in some cases, it does incredibly well. And in other cases, there's lots of places where there's still a need for human intervention. So we will continue to explore that on this podcast and in the in our newsletter. So definitely stick with us and we will we'll keep deep diving into these. So some additional links and news from this week. Uh, first up, OpenAI rolls out incognito mode on ChatGPT. If you are concerned about ChatGPT using your data for its training, I guess any new data uh, that you're inputting in, uh, and not the data that it already has uh, across the whole internet, which legitimately this is a real concern for businesses uh, putting in you know what uh, they might view as sensitive information or proprietary information, then you are in luck because ChatGPT this week rolled out its incognito version, uh, being able to turn off the sharing of information. And so that is a a very, very useful feature um, for probably a lot of people, and you can check that out. Um, Another interesting thing from this past week, Apple to expand health initiatives with AI Health Coach. So Apple is moving more into AI, specifically within health, so taking those steps in. And if your question about this is, you know, what about Siri? You're in good company, and that was my question, and I know the question that is on a lot of our minds. It sounds like there is a lot of internal politics at play when it comes to that as well, and I linked to another article talking about some of the internal strife uh, between some of the new AI initiatives and the existing AI or Siri teams at Apple. So we'll continue to watch how that plays out at Apple and as we get more information. Uh, Replit, or... I believe that's how you pronounce it. Replit raises money, launches lots of new features. I I love uh, this. I think they're doing some amazing stuff. This is a coding copilot software, a GitHub copilot competitor specifically, and they launched a host of new features and raised lots of money this past week for its own advancement further into AI. So definitely check out uh, the link to the Twitter feed where they announced a whole made a whole bunch of announcements as well as a news article that I link in with some of the raise that they did this past week. And finally, uh, Hugging Face releases its own version of ChatGPT. So Hugging Face is an AI startup, and they recently released Hugging Chat, an open-sourced alternative to ChatGPT. It isn't as robust or powerful as ChatGPT from what uh, we can tell, but it is free and has ambitions to be much, much bigger. And we will continue to dive deeper into some of the possibilities there, but 
lots of things happening. And you know, we're just really scratching the surface here. But we will continue to scratch away at a lot of the things happening and we will dive in more next week. So hope that you found a lot of this useful. Of course, you can subscribe to the newsletter where we will continue to cover all of this again over at next at news.nexthorizon.co or you can find the links to it at nexthorizon.co as well. I Follow this podcast as well, wherever you're listening to podcasts. And you can follow us on TikTok. And that is AI.nexthorizon. And you can also follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on TikTok or on Twitter. So if you like this, don't forget to share. Don't forget to follow. And we will keep talking AI next week. Until then, take care. <laughs>